Thank you for listening to this new episode of the podcast, By the Still Water. It is our purpose and intent that these messages be an encouragement in your search for the God of heaven. Thank you for listening. It is considered one of the most important and valuable objects in the world, but no one saw it for more than 3,000 years. In 1922, Howard Carter discovered an intact Egyptian tomb. This was a very rare find indeed, as most of the ancient tombs had been robbed and destroyed. However, this one seemed complete and undisturbed, including the sarcophagus, the container that held the king's mummified remains. But there was a problem. The lid to the sarcophagus was so heavy, he could not remove it. It would be three years later till he was able to see inside. But the wait was worth it. When the outer and inner lids were removed, Howard Carter was able to look at something that would capture the interest of the world. The mask that covered the mummy's face was massive, over 20 pounds of gold and precious stones and enamel. Even after so long hidden away underground, the gold was bright and beautiful. Its workmanship is stunning and clearly illustrates the vast wealth of ancient Egypt. It was moved to the museum in Cairo, where it is on display today. Scholars debate whether the face on the mask represents what the ancient king looked like, but that really doesn't matter. Its value cannot be estimated as it is unique, but its importance to attracting attention to Egypt and its history can be seen every day as people stand in line to see its beauty. Almost everyone that visits those ancient lands wants to see the death mask of a young Egyptian king named Tutankhamun, or simply King Tut. Howard Carter had no idea what he was about to uncover, but it surpassed all his expectations. We have been looking at the first letter written by the Apostle John. We have been discussing how it is related to some corrupted ideas about Jesus that were being spread among the believers. John addresses those false rumors and ideas by talking about how he was a direct witness of what was done and said around the life of Jesus and how he had shared those truths. Remember that these people spreading this misinformation, known as the Gnostics, were trying to undermine the gospel by whispering that there were secret things that they had discovered about Jesus. One of the main themes of this letter is to reassure the believers that everything that they had been taught by John, Peter, Mark, Paul, and Matthew were true. They had been told the true story, that they had been told the truth about what was good and what was evil. John puts great emphasis on the commands of Jesus to love one another and to follow the teachings and instructions. But there is another love that needs to be mentioned. Listen to the opening verse of chapter 3. See how great a love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called children of God, and such we are. For this reason the world does not know us, because it did not know Him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we shall be. We know that when He appears, we shall be like Him because we shall see him just as he is. And everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself, just as he is pure. Some Bible translations begin this section with the word, Behold. Somehow that seems to capture the tone of this statement better, as we are commanded to look at something so vast and so wonderful. Behold how great 
a love. But this love John is talking about has a modern parallel. A child adopted into a family. Listen to the whole verse again. See how great a love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God, and such we are. This is the image of an adoption into the royal and holy family of God. Peter has a similar image in one of his books as he describes the followers of Jesus as a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. This is not enslavement. This is being welcomed as a full family member into the household of God. The place of emphasis for John is the why, the love that God has for us. Remember that John has been instructing the believers that they should love one another, but also they should be willing to see that vast ocean called the love of God, the love that has adopted the believers into the family, the tribe, the clan of God, no matter where we started from or what we have been through or what we have done, we still cannot exhaust the love of God that would make this adoption into his family possible. What divides us today? Race, age, language, national origin? The solution to all of that is to change our identities by adoption and having a common father, as that makes us fellow believers and kinsmen. God is willing and able to take anyone in and has the love to do so. But where is all this going? That is the second statement in this section. John says, Beloved, we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we shall be. We know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him just as he is. There are many things that we have not been made aware of. One of the challenges is describing things that are in heaven, using earthbound language. That is not double talk. That just means that our perceptions and our tools, such as language, cannot handle the realities of eternity. Think of it this way. Two fields of science needed to measure time in very, very small units. They created a unit of time called the nanosecond, or one billionth of a second. How small is that? If light travels 180,000 miles in one second, that is, about the distance of circling the Earth 25 times. For a nanosecond, light would only travel 12 inches. The nanosecond is used in computer and nuclear science to measure events that happen very quickly. Does that make your head hurt? Well, think about how difficult it would be to describe eternity, to describe heaven, and the very nature of God who has no peer. Our minds and our language just can't handle it. But John is very upfront about that. He tells them that we have yet to see what we as the adopted children of God will be like in eternity. But he does say that we will mirror the very nature of our Father. Other places in the Bible talk about that we will be changed, 
but not what that change looks like. This is in contrast to the wild speculations of the teachers like the Gnostics. Before we leave this topic, we need to remember that we might not have every answer to every question, but we have what we need. Peter wrote that we have been given everything pertaining to life and godliness. We have been completely equipped unto every good work. There's nothing left out. There's nothing missing for what we need to be adopted by God. As you listen to this podcast, think about how much you really know about the device in your hand. If you are listening on a smartphone, how much do you really know about the device itself? Probably not much. But you are a successful end user. You know how to make a call, pull up a podcast, and maybe even send funny videos to your friends. You are an end user of the device. We are the end users of the salvation and the love of God. We have been told how to access the blessings of God. We should leave God things to the one that knows. That's God himself. So where do we go from here? Think one more time about Howard Carter and his discovery of King Tut's tomb. The mask of King Tut is one of a kind and amazing to see, but it still covered the face of a dead king. But God asks us to see something even more amazing, the love of God. Behold, how great a love. The promise is that we don't have to fear death. This is the message of John's letter. Like Carter digging through the Egyptian sand, as we explore the Bible story, we are trying to dig past the confusion and misunderstandings and misinformation out there about Jesus and his message. But once we do, we will discover something that is more valuable than anything else on earth. We can get a glimpse of eternal life. Thank you for listening to this episode of By the Still Water. It is our desire that these messages reflect the true Word of God. If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by email at bythestillwater2024 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at By the Still Water Podcast. Please consider subscribing. This will alert you to new episodes when they are made available. Again, thank you for listening.